0: I totally agree with you. And you read my mind about that point of if you're launching something, it doesn't have to be a game. I think any like a new cookie from Nabisco, right, who makes chips of Oreo or Oreo, you need to have a plan like, okay, we're launching this, then on this day, we're going to do this and this and this, but not the company I work for. I think that's something I have suggested, but I think what a lot of companies struggle with is just they have like limited resources, right? And it's, you need somebody dedicated, then you have to justify the cost. okay, I'm going to hire Paul to do this stuff and he's going to do this. And his job is just going to be helping with marketing assets, right? For campaigns are we launching Hades 2 and Paul is going to make sure that we have a new picture of Hades 2 every week for two years, right? And we're going to have a story and this is the plan. And it, that takes a lot of time to plan all that stuff. So, and I think it's not just, it's just like people like, okay, this is not the immediate concern and people always focus on the short term. But I wanted to ask you as well, like when we were growing up, right, do you remember games being announced and then coming out soon? Because I'm trying to think like back to the nineties when something was announced, I feel like I would see something like in like a comic book or like in a movie trailer or like a poster somewhere, and then it would come out pretty soon. So like, it goes back to what you're saying, right? Like games were announced pretty soon back then. right? But maybe that's like a fault of media back then. There was no like internet and that sort of stuff or not like easily accessible internet. So. When you announce something, you couldn't announce it.
1: Yeah, hype was different. And then I also, too, like, especially with games, development cycles were much, much shorter. So now a game can take five years to make. The original Mario games and Sonic games, probably most of them took less than a year to develop. By the time it came out, I think usually, and especially for me, I mean, we lived in the countryside and we literally only had the five channels. We didn't have cable or anything like that. So if we were seeing most of the games most of the games that I played were either I saw in a magazine when it came out and that was basically a review of the game saying this new cool game is out and you should play it because X or we went to the video rental store they had a video game section and we just saw what was on the shelf and we we're like oh that looks interesting and then we would rent it obviously it was already out by that point I did have some friends that had Nintendo powers and stuff like that but yeah like for instance I remember they would talk about oh there's this new game coming out it's called Star Fox, and it was coming out relatively soon it wasn't like years off it was maybe two or three months at most so yeah
0: that's interesting going back to something you mentioned about final fantasy right did you see that that in the core documents they mentioned like the team that produced final fantasy 15 was like 200 people something or all that
1: doesn't surprise me
0: but i was like that's small for like the massive scale of these final fantasy games like i was like I was expecting like 500 people maybe or something, but not like 200 people working years and years on the same thing. That's
1: yeah, well Final Fantasy 15 was a weird case, because like I said, it was originally supposed to be Final Fantasy 13 versus, so it was supposed to be part of the Final Fantasy 13 universe, and then they overhauled it and they changed the characters, and this was always intended to be the main character, so that he was still there, but then originally, what was it? The girl in the game was supposed to be, I think her name was supposed to be... Stella or something and then they changed it to Luna so they changed the name and it was like why do you even change that character just use the same character but it was a weird thing so I would be curious to see if 200 were if it was 200 the entire time or if it was like 200 that were cycling in and out
0: okay that's a good point yeah interesting times okay then I guess we're moving on to my third story or your third story
1: up to you I'm fine either way
0: Oh, no. Yeah, it's your third story. Yeah, oh, okay. This is mine. Okay. I was got, got distracted by talking about Final Fantasy.
1: <laughs> I've been having a lot of fun with 16. But no, that's not what I'm talking about. The PlayStation 5... Why is this doing this again? The PlayStation 5 Slim seems to be on the way. So the whole FT, FCC, Microsoft court or FTC Microsoft court case is finished but we haven't really gotten a verdict yet they they were approved in south africa so south africa approved of the the buyout but to the american side we still haven't heard news what the decision is but one of the things that was announced in the thing by phil spencer he said that playstation is currently working on a playstation 5 slim model so that has a lot of people excited because basically they've always had a slim model of every single playstation since the playstation 2 it not it these slim models are not the same as a pro though a pro model is basically an up an upgraded model that's a little bit better uh you're going to get a little more graphical powerhouse true 4k as opposed to the upscaling that they currently use whereas a slim model is basically just the same thing that you already have but because tech has advanced a little bit we can shrink down the form factor and sometimes things run a little bit smoother typically it'll have fewer errors for example a playstation was it the 3 had the yellow light of death similar to the red ring of death for the xbox and the playstation 3 slim did not have that issue Uh, so typically they're a little bit cheaper they typically run a little bit quieter maybe a little more energy efficient but you're getting basically the exact same thing so yeah phil spencer said playstation is working on this the playstation 3 or the playstation 5 slim so we are expecting that he also said that xbox is not planning a mid-cycle upgrade they already have their slim version in the Xbox Series S, so it's not really necessary to do that. But They did just announce the new Xbox Series S at the showcase as well, which is going to be, what, one terabyte of, of storage or something like that? It's basically an upgrade of the S, so there's no real reason for to have a slim. But also, they talked about the Q Lite, and he gave the price. He said the Q Lite is going to be under $300. The portable PlayStation that is remote play only Supposedly, according to Phil Spencer, should be less than $300, which to me still seems pretty high. And $300 is still too expensive for something that does remote play only. But uh, I was expecting it to be overpriced. And $300 is, sounds about right for overpriced. So
0: I think that's like in line, like Logitech, right? They have a, like a streaming only console. And I remember that's somewhere between 200 and 300 I feel like I want to say 249 but a bunch of other people have like streaming systems where you can stream from and I don't think I've any seen anything under the $200 price point, which is interesting, but I've always been interested by the slim versions of consoles. To me, that just seems dangerous, especially like with modern hardware, because things get so hot. Why would you want to put that in somewhere in your nice like wooden cabinet? And it might look nice and it might fit better, but it to me just seems like the bigger space you have, the more likely your hardware is going to stay alive for longer.
1: Typically, I think it's because they don't release at the time. They release a couple of years down the line. And so because of that, tech advances allow it to have more efficient cooling or the parts don't generate as much heat. Like I said, they're usually less, less electricity intensive. They usually use less power. Okay. They're more environmentally friendly that way. So yeah, typically it's just, because it's saying we've progressed five years or three years or however many years since we did this, we have slightly better technology. Instead of creating a better product, let's just create the same product but more efficient. And that's what the slim versions typically are. Got it.
0: Got it. I I've always wondered who are the people who are buying these because it's like me. I learned the lesson many years ago that as much as it's nice to have a small light desktop computer, I go for full... 40-pound cases when I build my computers because number one is like any regular dude, like Adam and I about similar heights, we have big hands and big hands and building a computer don't go hand in hand. And not to mention, it's hot, right? We talked about it, right? 90 degrees at almost 10 a.m. in the morning and it's hotter now. And honestly, that was my logic for making that comment about the PS5 slimness. like, to me, it just... I think it makes sense in, like, a cooler country, like maybe where Adam's from, Virginia, where it doesn't get that hot. Not, like, here anyway. But, like, here in, like, Taiwan or South Africa, where it's somewhat warm all the time, yeah, I feel like this heat reduces the life of your hardware. But I'm sure PlayStation tests for that stuff, and they test, like, the maximal thermal throttling something or the other. But that's cool. More options always good for me.
1: Yeah. And I think the comparison would be closer to if you were to build, let's say you wanted to build a PC this year, right? So you're going to build a PC this year. So you want to, whatever your specs are, whatever you're looking for, you build that. And then you come back in 2026 and you say, I want to build a new PC, but I want it to be identical in terms of processing power and everything to that PC I built back in 2023. And you could build something much smaller that's much more energy efficient. Because you're not going for 2026 specs, you're going for 2023 specs. So because of that, you could you could get the same amount of power with newer stuff, but make it smaller, make it more efficient. A newer graphics card that's a lower tier than, you know, the higher tier of the
0: uh, old yes. So I guess in, in that sense, like if they are not if they are using like newer GPUs or more energy efficient ones and that those do exist after compared to a few years ago, yeah, that that totally makes sense. And newer AMD CPUs again totally makes sense because for both on the AMD side power has usage has come down a lot so yeah no I, I agree with you
1: yeah so yeah it's the difference between saying okay I have a high end high end graph I have a high end card or whatever here and then come back a few layers later and I'm like oh I can use a medium end card to get the same power that I had at least many years ago yeah so that that's why they can build it and that's to, and but as far as for people who are buying it a lot of times it's, it's the markets it depends part of it is for people who say adopted one console early they want to own both consoles because they want access to exclusives and that sort of thing but they've had the one console for now and they're going to pick up the, the second one in, in the middle of the generation or whatever so these are typically cheaper the slim is going to be cheaper than the original PlayStation at the full size even when it comes out if you want it, if you looked at if you go to a store at that time and you look at a full size one Slim version, the Slim one version is just going to be cheaper. That's just how it is. But it's also good for people that are late adopters versus early adopters. People who, for example, when we went, when I went to college, I took the PlayStation two with me, but then that meant my brother didn't have a PlayStation. He got a slim version cause it was cheaper. So that sort of thing. So yeah, there's a market for it. Definitely.
0: And I've seen it from the aesthetic side on Reddit where people post, oh my God, I have this slim console. It fits perfectly in this corner of my TV cabinet. So I've definitely seen the aesthetic side of that on Reddit. So that makes sense to me for, from the hardware side is what I did understand, but no. Thank you for clarifying.
1: Yeah, I'll admit too, I would actually be tempted to get one. <laughs> I probably wouldn't, but I would just because recently when I do my streaming, If I'm doing streaming from the PC, I do it from here in my PC room with my stuff behind me and everything. If I'm doing it from the PlayStation 5, I do it in the living room because that's where it is with the big screen. Yeah, I would definitely feel the temptation to get like a PlayStation 5 Slim and put it here in the computer room. And then because they have was it cloud saves, when I'm playing on my own, I can play on the big TV in the living room. And when I'm streaming, I can just pop in here and just play on the Slim version here and then just do it all on the computer and have that all set up rather than having to deal with setting up the laptop and unplugging things and plugging things back in. It would be tempting. Probably wouldn't be cost-effective, but, you know.
0: Yeah, no. Speaking of computers and hardware, let's talk about my final story. I know a lot of you guys, no matter where you are in the world, you are looking for a PC, and all of you guys were looking at Filipina pesos, $45,000, which ends up being $800, but that's rarely... Keep your PS3 forever, sell your PS4 from PS5. Uh-huh.
1: I still have my PS3, and I have my PS4, and my PS5, and I have my PS2. That's nice. Dude. I you have all my one PlayStation. of the
0: guys who collects it all and then sells it for six figures in 20 years time.
1: Oh, I keep it forever. My house is a museum.
0: Sorry. Yeah, $800 PC. So I spent a little bit of time yesterday trying to figure out what would you guys like for an $800 PC. This is a very famous website. It's called pcpartpicker.com. And no matter where you are in the world, prices are somewhat similar. I will say South Africa is the exception due to a large number of factors. South Africa, a lot of this stuff will be more expensive. But in, in the Philippines, in Taiwan, in the States, in England, right, you're roughly looking at the same price. So while the prices here well, on the picture that I'm showing on the YouTube channel are in American dollars, you will find something around this price point in your respective country. So if you're looking for a new PC and you're a little-aged gamer, right, you probably already have your own PC and you're like, okay, cool. But maybe you have a kid who just started getting into PC gaming. You're like, okay, I'm not gonna give my kid a $1,500 or $1,600 PC. One of our viewers says, okay, PC to play all PS2 games. Peaceful life, I totally agree. And yeah, so maybe you're getting this for a kid or maybe you're that geeky computer person in your group of friends or your family. And they're like, hey, Adam, I need to build a new computer. What should I do? And then you can give them this suggestion. But this will also work. Like maybe your computer broke and you're a little bit hot up for money, right? This is like a good starting point for a computer. So basically you got like a really nice CPU and no, it's not Intel, right? Because Intel number one is hot and it's also larger and uses more electricity these days. So you're going with a Ryzen 5 5600X, which is what I used to have. And I still have an extra, I don't have, I have a 3600X which I could potentially give to Adam when he wants to build a new computer. And then you have a nice cooler as well, because remember, new CPUs do not come with coolers anymore, so you have to buy them on your own. I wouldn't worry too much, because the new AMD CPUs are don't use a lot of electricity, so they are pretty cool. Then you have an AS Rux X570 Phantom motherboard. Again, decent-sized motherboard. It's an ATX motherboard, so ATX motherboards are the biggest size, not the biggest, but the normal-sized motherboards you might see in computers, you might, if you want a really big motherboard, you want to go for an EATX, whole other conversation. Is Windows 10 recommended? No, it is not because Microsoft has stopped updates. So yes, Windows 11 now for the future. And then 16 gigabytes of RAM. Sorry, people. Eight gigabytes is not good enough anymore, especially not in modern computing. But 16 gigabytes of RAM is like $40. That's $1,200 That's cheap. That's like a week's worth of lunches here in Taiwan. And then of course SD as well, I would suggest go with an M2 rather than a standard D, And then a 3060 graphics card from Zotac, $260. A mid-tower case, I was trying to aim for a full tower case, but unfortunately the cheapest full tower case is a hundred something dollars, which of course is goes over the budget by like $16. But I think out of all the things here that you're looking to buy, I would highly recommend a full tower case. It is bigger. It is, takes a lot more space. It is super heavy, but it makes your life easier. It is much easier to build and take stuff and put stuff in and take stuff out and upgrade it, right? Mid towers are not meant for people with normal size. And the last thing is a good power supply, right? And especially if you live in an area where power is not consistent, you want a good power supply just because graphics cards and CPUs use need consistent power in order to give you that performance. This setup, right, for you middle-aged gamers, will play most games, almost all games, at 1440p, which is that horizontal resolution, right? 2560 by 1440. People have those extra-wide monitors. You would get 4K on some games and on all games. But yeah, no, great PC, $800, $766, maybe $800, depending where you live. Keep an eye out for it if you're interested.
1: Yeah. Cool. That was like a good idea. yeah. I would probably go a little bit higher if I was building a PC, but...
0: I know for you, I would suggest just because you have different use cases, i keep the CPU, but I would go for a the new standard of motherboard, which allows you for DDR5 RAM, not DDR4. So DDR5 RAM has already been out since last year, but you need a new motherboard and the new AMD CPUs with like a new PIN 7000 series to get DDR5. And DDR5 will make... Your rendering or make your video capturing much better because the RAM is super fast, like faster than anything you can get at the moment. So, like for Adam's PC, I would imagine it would probably be two hundred dollars more expensive. Yeah, about a thousand dollars or so.
1: Yeah, that's usually my price range is thirty to forty-five thousand NT usually, give or take the a price range I aim for. Usually around thirty-five thousand. Is I think this one, the one I have now, was like thirty-five thousand at the time. So.
0: Now, one of our listeners mentioned That's why folks buy consoles And I totally agree I'm getting older And I'm tired of building PCs But at the same time Like, it is It's awesome Like, I To upgrade my graphics card I pull it out And put in a new one Everything is like The base frame is there And I don't need to Keep buying stuff Over and over On new consoles Right, over and over And though there, there are a lot of downsides to it I do enjoy having This thing that I built With my own hands Though Last When the PS5 came out I was very tempted to get one But I did not for right now because especially now I'm working from home full time. So I do need a nice PC. But yeah, Adam, how's your streaming looking like?
1: I'm not sure. So obviously I wasn't able to stream yesterday because I started my summer classes and I'm not going to be able to do streaming in our mornings for at least another eight weeks. So maybe my darling, my little war machine, Noble Cooper out here. But yeah, so I don't know. I'm... Probably going to be streaming in the evenings, but I'm not sure which days I'm going to be able to do it. So I'm going to try to aim for twice a week, but it depends on a few different things. One of them being the wife, obviously, because if she wants to do something in the evening, then I'm not going to be around. So usually in the morning, she's at work, so that's why I couldn't stream with the impunity. But uh, yeah, we'll see. But I will try to stream in the evenings. I'm thinking what I might aim for is maybe my monday night and maybe my thursday night so rather than so i'm thinking about either doing that or yeah so rather than monday so normally i would stream what would be in the u.s time monday evening then i would move that and monday or, or thursday evening i would switch it to monday or thursday morning so we'll see i'll try but uh, she takes everything here. And she doesn't watch the podcast, so I can say whatever I want.
0: Are you sure? Sometimes I see a coming in on Maggie Wong Gray says this on Facebook. I'm like, oh, damn.
1: She doesn't watch. She just logs in and supports and just uh, like, I, okay, cool, cool. And waves.
0: Yes, Adam and I talked about streaming the week before for myself. I'm still thinking for me it'll be like a Saturday evening sometimes. Or maybe sometime on a Saturday and I want to try streaming exclusively to kick. Kick at the moment, I just saw a Twitter thing that I was going to share with Adam. Like, this guy was like, Yeah, she just got his first kick paycheck. And his one kick paycheck is the same amount of money that he earned for an entire year at his previous job. Because Kick gives you, it's a 50 50 equal split, right? So 50% of the revenue you make from ads and other things on Kick, you Kick gives it to you, right? As opposed to Twitch is 37 tick, right? Where Twitch takes, so where Twitch takes 70 and you get 30.
1: What was he making uh, at his previous job?
0: I think he was making forty six. Forty six year.
1: Where's the thousand US dollars a year? How do you make that kind of money?
0: Does guys has been doing kick it. That's one of the reasons kick's been doing so well, right? Is just because you're getting that ad revenue right? and kick's sharing it.
1: All right. I guess we gotta to switch to kick then.
0: Yeah, that's my goal for streaming. I, I don't know, but I'm also busy. I did want to mention we started the middle Age gaming to the life website. It is horribly unready at the moment. The one blog entry is up. It talks about VR, AR, the Apple stuff, and the meta stuff. Adam did a wonderful piece last week. You should go check it out about the subscription. That has been converted into a blog post. So if you want to read that, go and check it out, villagegaming.life. And we scroll down to our, like the middle of the page, you'll find one blog amongst all these other non-related blogs because I have not had any time to change that. What I'm trying to do, I think what I'll probably end up doing is not streaming just yet, but I'm focusing some spare time that I have to get that website up to a basic readiness level and then so that we can start doing at least one blog entry a week and tying the blogs back to the video without helping out with search engine optimization and improving our authority on Google and so helping Adam get all the views that he deserves because he does deserve a lot and yeah bookmark the website as usual right with anything middle-aged gaming we are fairly busy so please keep an eye out for that and we'll see how things go
1: good
0: Okay, and then guys, thank you very much for tuning in today. It is, as usual, not on time podcast, but still fun. Lots of stories. Keep an eye out for our shorts. I see we're still doing wonderfully on YouTube, so we appreciate the support so much. We're still trying to get to that 3,000 watch hour limits, so and we need to stream more and do a little bit more long-form content in order to get that, for, or just get more subscribers. So send more people our way, and if they watch more shorts, that's all that matters to us because we just need those shorts views, right? 10 million shorts views in three months. That's what we...
1: I know, Summer hit it the worst time. I'm like, we're getting momentum, all right. And then Summer's, oh, sorry, you can't stream anymore. I'm like, no. So we're going to have to figure something out.
0: Yeah, and I just literally saw a YouTube short where a guy was like, hey, here's a YouTube hack. If you're not getting streaming out, just stream to YouTube. And that's the way people get monetized. I'm like, oh, yeah. And it's good to know that's the official hack as well.
1: Stream to so YouTube, what do you mean?
0: Basically, what we talked about before, Adam, was if your long-form content is not getting a lot of watch time, Streaming contributes towards watch time. Oh, okay. So if you're streaming and you're getting five people watching for, and you're streaming for three hours, that's five times three hours, which is 15 hours and a far easier way than getting people to watch long-form content or taking a stab at what works and what doesn't work. So it's what I told you about Ver, like that dude that I, I like him as a person, but his political views are horrible, but that's how he got monetized. Like doesn't get a huge amount of people watching his streams, like from three to 20 people, but he streams for four or five hours at a time, multiple days a week, and that's how he got monetized.
1: I'm going to have to convince the wife that I need to stream more then.
0: Yeah, but I need to stream as well because the channel will be you. But yeah, no, cool. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, and we will chat to you, or we'll see you guys next week. And I believe on will we'll be here next Wednesday. I think maybe not because he would just start to work again, but we'll see.
1: All right. Sounds good. Look forward to it. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.